we had to, it was our interns, all, all of the interns last day and Friday. So we had our, mm. our final meetings and stuff like that. And yeah, it was, it was very strange to be talking to someone who was like, so like, cause he needs to go back into his fourth year now and maybe I've, maybe I'm oh, after and whatever it is. And it felt really weird yeah. to be talking about like, yeah, I did it and it fucking sucked. So like, you're giving, you're giving life advice. Yeah. Like that was a weird moment of like, here's career advice. And you know, do you, was... do you kids like the Fortnite? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the old man. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, this is the Game Engine Start podcast for the 4th of September 2018. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And I hope you're ready for this rapid fire edition because I need to get out of here quickly because I'm getting a free lunch. Uh, Which takes priority over everything else we have to do today. Takes priority over this podcast. It takes priority over potential visits to cat cafes like Ewan had last week. <laughs> yep. It's free lunch is a free lunch. Free and... dinner. It's oh. Free lunch at a very nice place. Uh, so... I need to make sure that I am out at a good time. <laughs> how often do you, how often do you get free food in work for like meetings and things like that? Is that is that a regular occurrence? Does that never happen? Uh, if the meeting lasts over lunchtime, we'll typically get a free lunch. Mm. Not a very good lunch, but a free right. lunch. Um, and our boss, we have a group meeting every week, and once a month, our boss will buy us like uh, like breakfast rolls. Oh, cool. Okay, which is sure. really good. That's all um, right. There's, uh, yeah, and there's like cakes and stuff every so often, but it's not like a super regular occurrence. Right. No. For us, it's usually like the food is used as a bribe almost mm. to turn up to meetings that we would not normally turn up to. So there was one a couple of weeks ago that it was a. Should you be saying this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm being vague. It's fine. But okay. like basically, like a whole bunch of our internal IT was getting redone, like from the okay. ground up. And a meeting appeared that said, like, hey, we want to talk about the rework of our IT thing. And, like, because of the particular job I have to do right now, like, I'm very interested in what this now looks like and how we're going to work with it and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then they said, and there'll be free pizza. And I immediately got really Ah. panicky because I was like, hmm, if they're bribing us to come here. this is not going to be a good meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And then I turned up and it was a terrible meeting. Yeah. Um, And I often wonder about, like, so in, like, in, like, computer-based jobs such mm. as yours mm-hmm. is are you guys interacting with the it department sort of like when a doctor goes to see a doctor and it's no. all very like look no. i know what you're doing and you know that i know what you're doing and it's so no because i've it's a thing i didn't anticipate going into like professional work doing what i do but like i have the utmost respect for the it guys uh the it people sure. that we have in there because they do they do work that i they do work i don't understand or or have a concept wow. of how you do that with the amount of people that we're talking about like they they deal with like core systems that the entire building uses yeah and have to do like like how do you safely upgrade a thing that everyone hits every 20 seconds without losing any uh, without anyone losing any work and not grinding the whole building to a halt 
Sure. Like doing like doing that and managing all this stuff and then just dealing with us fuckwits like all the time, like, hey, I locked my account again. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I take my password. I thought, it was, I thought it was more like you go into the ID department going, I want to do this crazy thing with a computer. They have to go, oh, God, how do we do that? So, and, I mean, there's a fair chunk of that as well. But, like, yeah. the really annoying one is that we've had to deal with recently is, so we have this, so all of our account, like, all of our security, our, all of our login stuff is all centrally managed. And we have, like, yeah. a kind of blanket policy where if you fuck up your password, a X number, I think it's like three times or something like that. It will lock your account, and you have to go to IT yeah. and say, "Hey, can we you got the same thing." So the problem is, like doing what we do, we have to write codes sometimes, or like helper scripts, or like other side um, side stuff that uses our accounts. And half the time, like while we're doing it, we'll just use our own account just to get it working, and then we'll switch over right. to something more permanent. But what normally happens is we'll write a script that does something with our accounts. Forget it runs and it just runs forever in the background like intentionally runs forever in the background so yeah in four weeks a month two months whatever it is when our password has to change we change our password that script is still running pinging the central server with our old password so we just get perpetually locked out of accounts with zero idea why it's happening because a script somewhere is trying to log in with the wrong password every 20 seconds right. you're just like fuck where and then like turns out it's a really difficult thing to find because you're like, I was gonna say, yeah, that must be really difficult to trace. Something's logging in from somewhere, yeah. and you have to start pulling shit apart. And yeah, that's so. Yeah, I have. Is that is that a thing you can easily like bounce to and try? Not to really. Find... I mean, once you yeah, know where it's coming that. from, yes, you can stop it. But knowing where it's coming from is was a lot trickier than it is now. So you just basically have to start going through all your systems and going like, oh shit, that thing I wrote, right? Yes. But no, the short answer <laughs> sure. is I have the utmost respect for our IT people. They do a that's fantastic right, job, it. and um. Don't get don't get enough credit for it. Yeah, mm. but well, um, I saw this 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 was a great tangent on an episode that I've tried to declare as rapid fire. Oh no, um, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So in in um in the efforts of getting it done quickly, what's what what's up? What you've been doing? <laughs> oh right, video games. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm doing right. Um, so yeah, a few things. Um, so I think I can now finally say with certainty I understand why people play Monster Hunter games. It's only taken um, forty years. Uh, I would tell you if my Steam was open, but it's not. Um, it's like twenty six, maybe. Right. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, I finally get it. I got to high rank, which yep. is like, like the bit after the main story. That's like your post game for most. Yeah, that's like your. The, well, there's a post game and then there's a post post game. I'm oh. Told, but okay. Sure. High high rank. I like. I took down two of the like hardest low rank monsters in right. high rank solo. And ah, it was okay. purely on the basis of me understanding what they can do and understanding what I can do. Right. It was just a really good feeling of me completely outplaying them by like doing everything correctly. Sure. And that was a really good feeling. And then a new area opened up with entirely new monsters that are completely fucked up. And I the the quest was like go through this area and find all the monsters. So instead of you having to do like um cutscene jump back go fight it cutscene jump back go fight it they instead just go here's an area go find everything you'll get multiple cutscenes and then you can go back and choose which one to hunt right which i feel like they should have done from the start but yeah that feels like a relatively a thing you'd be useful to do yeah that's a way better it's like here go explore the area and find all the stuff and then we'll let you hunt it but anyway Mm. um and as i was walking around looking at them going those things look completely fucked up to try and fight because they looked mental like the the one there was like 
there's I can't remember the name of the actual monster, but there's a monster that's like entirely bone plated. Oh wow! Likes to curl up in balls and like roll at you. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's okay. a so there's a variant of that in that area called an Urdragon, which does all that, but also drops exploding bombs at the same time. <laughs> nice. So I was like, well, this is totally fucked up. I don't know how the <laughs> fuck I'm going to fight this. So I got I got me and a couple of our friends together going, right, we're, I, I need help with this because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And that and that fighting that and I think called the Lava Loss, which is like a big lava fish, essentially. Mm-hmm. Two of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Okay. And it was super fun. Like, it was really, really interesting because it was like everybody trying to work together to counteract what this thing's doing and like, Everybody has to understand what they're doing individually to not die and ruin it for everybody else. That's cool. It was super good. Like, it's really, really fun. Like, I, I'm, I'm now on the page of Monster Hunter World's a fucking fantastic video game. Okay. Like, it's really, really good. Interesting. What evolutionary path do you have to take where, like, suddenly your body can produce explosive bombs? Like, I have what, no fucking idea. What so natural the, evolutionary... Story, the story thing is that, at, like... You you do a thing that releases a bunch of energy, uh-huh. and apparently releasing that energy got to all of the monsters that live like below the ground. Okay, so all that energy gave them super energy powers, which include letting you be able to drop bombs. Apparently, is this uh, wait whoa, whoa, whoa that is this game Lost Planet? Kind of, I guess. <laughs> Think it's about like it. The, the Another Capcom are, game. The boss fights are way harder and way more in depth than Lost Planet Two is, but yeah, it's Halo Lost Planet. I mean, 2. I'm even just talking narratively, where like um, you release a bunch yeah, of energy underground so, yeah. that actually turns and out to be the core of the yeah, yeah, core of a lot of yeah, these aliens. Kind of, yes, yes, that's huh. yes, that's that's okay. actually a fair comparison to draw. Sure. Um, what is the what, yeah, is Monster Hunter, what is Monster Hunter World's train level? Oh God, <laughs> I wish there was a train. Level. I know, right? Actually, well, there is like a thing where you fight like. You fight, like, the big bad called Zora Magnaros, which is, like, a huge fucking upright dragon. That sounds like uh, a boss. Yep. Yeah, and you you fight it, like, on ramparts with, like, cannons and ballistas that you have to run backwards and forwards between. Right. The sad thing is that that's not very fun, whereas the train level in Lost Planet 2 was amazing, so I don't yeah, know yeah. what, how I, that's different. I struggle to tell people that I think Lost Planet 2 is a is a easy... It's not a good game, but it's no, a, but it's, but it's, a, but it's, it's a, great a great game. game. Yeah, yeah, it's a great game. It's a great. Game. It's not a good game, but it is fucking great. That yeah. game is great. It has its, um, it has moments for sure. Yeah. Mm. So the two video games that I've actually played, uh, I talked last week about how I bought Danganronpa Two. Oh yeah, yeah. I've now pl- I've now played half of Danganronpa Two, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to talk about that. So it's uh, what's the subtitle for this? Goodbye Despair. That's Danganronpa Two. Good Goodbye title. Despair. Yep. So. If you didn't hear me talk about Danganronpa the first time, it's essentially a visual novel slash Phoenix Wright court room style game. It's a strange mix. Yeah. But 16 high school students in this one, 16 high school students get dropped on a desert island uh, and get told <laughs> with, with, with no memories uh-huh. and get told to escape the island, you have to kill someone and get away with it. And you pick up a large collection of pans and guns, and then they I all, mean, it would wall. be hilarious if this was a battle royale game, <laughs> right? but this game, yeah. this game was made in like 2006 God, before that was a you, thing. So. Some, how has somebody not at this point done a visual novel that's Battlegrounds? Like, I that, mean, there's, that's a lot, a, there's a lot of games on Steam, you're implying that you're there pro- isn't you know already what? one on Steam. That might already exist, you're right. Continue. Yeah. So, 
you have to kill someone to get away with it. And every time there's a murder, all the high school kids investigate the murder and the crime scene and everything surrounding it. And then they all get brought together for a big class trial, which is essentially like an open court where you shout debates and like present evidence and there's a whole bunch of mechanics that happen in it. But it's, it's really good, but because it's written by Japanese people, it's fucking insane at right. times uh-huh. where the logic makes sense. But then after you, the, everything goes where you find the logical thread and you follow it. And then it gets to the point where the characters decide to start uh, talking about plot. And then it just goes mental. Well, you can follow the logic in the trials, and then when they start getting into exposition, it just goes insane. Oh, okay. Um, well, cause, I mean, they need to have logical through lines for you to be able to do the court stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right? So exactly, yeah. So you, for you to be able to succeed in the class trials, it has to be at least a little bit logical yeah. before they go. So, so that, oh, but, this person's actually two people, and you're yeah. That was actually, but that was always the thing that like like I really enjoyed the Phoenix Wright games, but it seemed like the longer yeah. they went on, the more tenuous the. Like yeah. I don't know how so you're supposed to make those logical jumps. Sometimes I said I said that I said this last time as well. Where Danganronpa is a better Phoenix Wright game mm. because Danganronpa knows when to be insane, and it's not when the player has agency. It's when the player is learning about the world. Right. So that makes sense. Doing, yep. Doing that, Phoenix Wright instead just kind of went. Ah, there's like psychics and ghosts and stuff, <laughs> and. <laughs> You just have to know that and assume that if not something makes sense, it's probably a ghost. And you're yep. like, and that happens like all the time where you do fall on logical through line and in Phoenix Wright games, and it gets to the end where it makes no sense, and then it goes to Phoenix and he goes, Well, obviously she was a ghost at this point. And you're like, Obviously. How the fuck was I supposed to know she was a ghost? Obviously she was a ghost. But anyway. Um so nice. the, the differences between Danganronpa 2 and 1, it's not just the characters, the setting and stuff, although they are good. Hmm. Um the writing is a lot better. It's oh, still, really? Huh. It's still pretty anime, but like the the writing's a lot more solid and it's voice acted a lot better, even though it's very, very high school anime. But it's sure. still voice acted a lot better. There's a lot of fourth wall breaking going on. So There's a lot it- of people who seem to be aware that they're in a video game, and I don't know if that's part of the story or if that's just a thing that they're doing as like a style flair. So is but- this not related to the first one really at all? Or is it... Is I that- don't know. Right, that's okay. the point. Cool, okay. There, yep. are, there are characters that have shown up that were in the first game, but they've not explained how they're related. Gotcha. And sure. they're, they're talking in the same way. They're talking about hope and despair and all that stuff that was a big theme right. in the first game. And Sure, okay. It's linked. I just don't know why yet because I've not hit to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the main thing that's different is they've introduced a whole bunch of different mechanics in the trial section, which is like the actual active gaming bit of that. Um, and everything apart from one is really, really fantastic. And it makes it really a lot more different. So I talked last time in Danganronpa 1 about how the main the main point are these are... Uh, you have to pick holes in people's argument with these things called truth bullets. Yes. Which are bits of evidence that you find and you poke holes in people's argument by going, actually, you're wrong because I have this thing. Yes. In this game, they, don't, they, they both turn it on its head and then flip it back up the right way around by saying... You not only have to find holes in people's argument, but you also have to find evidence that agrees with people's statements. So you have to find wrong things and right things oh. at the same time. Okay. So you are so instead of you going into the class trial with the the mentality of right, right, I need to find all the holes in the arguments, I need to understand all the evidence, it's more I need to pay attention to what everybody's saying because somebody might be saying something that's actually right. 
So instead you of you to, being, you need to mark it as like this is definitely true. As it's the same to, thing. You still fire it with a truth bullet, but instead right. of your guy going, "No, that's wrong," he goes, "No, wait, I agree with that." That's that's the main difference. But it's the same mechanic. So in terms of like, because because you said it's like a courtroom style thing. Like, is there not like yeah. a, a prosecution defense split? Is everyone just like? Well, because it's because it's an open court and you don't know who the murderer is, gotcha. there isn't really prosecution or defense. So everybody's basically prosecuting everybody until right, okay. you can narrow it down. So it's um, actually it's actually more debate than courtroom, really. Yeah, it's a, it, they call it a trial, but it is more right. like a debate because okay. um, you, you you start off with like white things and everybody's shouting at each other, and you narrow it in further, and yeah, further, yeah. and further. Makes sense. And as you narrow okay. it in further and further and further, it gets more and more insane as you get further in. But it's makes sense. It's pretty great. Um, so yeah, you have a whole different mentality going into it. And then there's like there are there's a thing called a logic dive, which is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, which is uh-huh. essentially like your character going into his own mind and like trying to logically piece out what's happening at any given moment. Cool. And he does this through a weird Final Fantasy VII style skate uh, snowboarding minigame. What? Um yeah, like it makes no sense. It all looks and sounds like res, so it's all like huh. block panels and like weird computer looking stuff, but it's a snowboarding mini game. That it's, sounds awesome. Okay. It's so weird, but it's awesome. It's so much fun. Uh and yeah, they just introduce a whole bunch of different mechanics that make it really cool. I like it. Apart from one, there was one in the first game that's called Hangman's Gambit, where you play mm. like Hangman to figure out a piece of evidence. In this game, they replace that with instead they produce a whole bunch of like flying gems on screen that you have to pair up letters and spell out the word okay um but the letters explode and two letters that don't match can't touch each other because they explode and deal you damage and it's just a lot to manage at once and it's really they seem to go through i don't know how they decide what gems show up what letters show up at the right time but they seem to go through periods of letters you don't need showing up a lot Okay. And then the letter you need shows up once, and if you fuck it up, it doesn't show up for a while. Gotcha, it's gotcha. just really annoying and kind of fiddly, okay. but, do, but do, everything else is so much better. Do, do the minigames, I mean, there aren't really minigames, they're kind of like core mechanics, but like, do they mm. get old? I mean, apart from that one, obviously, but do they get old? Like, or do, Not are they... really, because it's, because like, so the actual physical process is the same every single time, but because you're trying to logically figure out something mm-hmm. the fun comes from you trying to piece it together right, in your okay. head more sure. than the actual act of you doing it the act sense. of you doing it is you just basically checking if you're correct but the fun comes from you looking at the evidence checking what people are saying figuring out how it all works together um sure there's been some pretty crazy stuff so far nothing quite towards like the end of danganronpa one mental but it's getting there like but it, that means it's, it's start- ramping up yeah, it's definitely rampant. I've been told it ramps into some crazy shit. Okay. Um, and it definitely, like, hits the ground running. Like, the first class trial, they introduce you to, like, 80% of the mechanics. Oh, right. So they're assuming that you've played one, because there's no way you're going to play two without playing one. Okay, so, so they that, assume that, that you is... played one and just go, there's this, 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 and this. Go. And that's it. And you're so, like, oh, so that's okay, de- right, I know how this works, but... That's a definite conclusive thing, like, do not play this if you have not played the first one. I probably wouldn't, know. Okay. Uh, it's... You could probably get by, but it's they, they definitely throw a lot at you at once. And if sure. you've not played the first one, you're going to be like, wait, what the fuck's a truth bullet? How does this work? I don't gotcha. understand what this is. And yeah, they okay. throw a lot of terminology at you that really doesn't make any sense. But it's sure. it's very, very good. Those games are very good. And I like cool. them a lot. Um, awesome. 
but fuck, they just get. I'm so excited to see where it goes because I know it's just going to go somewhere completely crazy. Um, if, you, if you'd have told me that 2018 was the year that you end up playing a visual novel, I would not have fucking believed you. This is I know, great. Like, this is I, awesome. I, I I fucking turned away from visual novels because they were just anime as bullshit. I, the only one I played was like Doki Doki Panic because that was like sure, legitimately different. But then I got shouted at enough to be like no you should you should try this and yeah sure enough it's they're right fucking good. fair enough yeah they're totally right good um so the last thing i've been playing uh i think i think i brought up last week as well but i actually got around to doing it is a uh, graveyard keeper oh right uh, yeah did you pick that up yes i did and i've played about eight hours of it okay um so graveyard keeper is a harvest moon stardew valley like game and if you know me, you know that is very good. That is um, your jam, yep. Where you play as a medieval graveyard keeper who has to manage not just the graveyard, but also the church it's connected to and like a farm. And there's a whole bunch of different little stuff that happens. Sorry, but it's basically you trying to manage a whole bunch of things all at once. It's a management game. It's a yeah, yeah. management game, essentially. Sure. Um, but this thing is different because it has... A lot more. I don't want to say a lot more character because Stardew had a lot of character as well. But the there seems to be an overarching plot somewhere. Like there's a lot of things about um, like organized religion and like Inqu- the Inquisition and witches and there's a whole there's a whole thing oh. going on that huh. you're that you're a part of now. Um, and the interesting thing is, it's not just like it's not just a medieval story. The game starts with you as a businessman in the current time going home from work to see his wife and getting run over by a car and then waking up as a graveyard keeper and you being like what the fuck is going on like i was i was like home like 20 minutes ago and now i'm here what's going on huh, okay. so you can be you so a lot of the characters interact with you going oh you're the new graveyard keeper and you're going i need to go home and see my wife and you're like they're they're like well you but you're the graveyard keeper and you, so there's something going on that i don't quite know there as well where you're just you're implanted into this world and everybody just assumes that they know who you are but you're not gotcha um so it's really strange um but mechanics are largely the same as a lot of the stardew harvest moon style things of there's a lot of gathering there's a lot of building um mm. where this difference is there is a tech tree in the game there are multiple Ah. tech trees in the game and there is experience based on things that you do so there is there's red experience there's green experience and there's blue experience the red experience is when you do things with your hands so like say chop down a tree or cut that tree up tree up into firewood you get Mm -hmm. red experience green experience is when you deal with plant life so if you deal with your farm or if you pull up mushrooms from the ground or whatever you get green experience and blue experience is like faith experience so when you do things related to the church you get oh, okay. experience um and all of those tie into the tech trees the tech trees gated by this experience level that you have to spend these points to unlock new technologies um so that it it reinforces that cycle to help you progress along this tech tree so, so it becomes a lot more rpg like than stardew or harvest moon ever was where you yeah, were just doing like things it. because you could do them this is more you're doing things to keep doing more things right it's like you're as you're going you're learning and you're doing more things is um it, is it 
it's a weird way of saying this. Is it like a serious game? Is it like is it because like you look at something like Stardew or, or um, Harvest Moon, like th- there's a there's a degree of like there's a degree of absurdity to some of it. Yeah, about, like so it's it's a slightly more serious. I guess it's a slightly more serious setting and a slightly more serious topic, but they offset it by really funny writing. Okay, and I kind of like I kind of like there are serious stuff going on, but. There's a lot of like dumb stuff as well. They have a tone that is good. Like okay. they don't they manage it well. It's not over serious, even though you're dealing with dead bodies and stuff. Just, they they throw it over with a lot of like funny writing and interesting. Like the person that delivers your bodies to the morgue because you have mm. to, as part of you managing the graveyard, you have to deal with bodies by preparing them so that everybody comes sure. to you with like a like quality rating essentially, and you can excise stuff in the body like the fat or the blood or whatever to make the body better right and as the body gets better that reflects on the quality of your graveyard your graveyard likes to have good bodies in it so you put good bodies in your graveyard right. by preparing them better but the person that delivers it to you is this talking donkey who is a communist and it's okay and it's really funny and it's really it's a weird thing where so he he delivers bodies to you and he talks about how like he talks about like workers rights and the fact that the entire town's owned by the rich and it's really funny but then there was a moment where he stood at the place he's supposed to deliver the bodies and just stopped so I went up and talked to him and he said like oh you own the church now so you're technically a landowner which means you need to deal with my workers rights problems so he put <laughs> okay. out entire manifesto about how like he doesn't want to work on sundays and he wants more carrots for pay and like did this entire manifesto thing and it ended with him going yeah i'm not delivering bodies anymore until you meet my manifesto what the fuck am i communist donkey just throwing this like manifesto in my face saying you have to deal with this because you're a landowner like oh that's great okay so i'll go and work my farm to make carrots to pay you carrots and then you also want oil, so your wheel stops squeaking. So I have to like press this hemp to make oil, and so it's it's, it's good writing that ties into mechanics that end up in this kind of looping cycle of you dealing with these weird characters. Good, okay, um, that sounds that sounds alright. That sounds like what you want from these things. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So the, 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 like the inqui- the Inquisitor is like a serious character because he's there burning witches, mm-hmm. uh, but there are also a lot of like weird, kooky, crazy people. Um, it's a really, it's just really fun. It's one of those games that like you keep thinking, oh yeah, I'll just keep going for a little bit, and then it's suddenly three o'clock in the morning. Like yep, it's definitely totally. one of those. Sure. Um, but it's really good. It's a really good game. Cool. Uh, everything ties together really well. Like everything builds into each other really well, so you progress through the tech tree easily. I you hit a roadblock really early on where you run out of blue experience, mm-hmm. and I'm still getting over how to actually go about like a a good way of getting blue experience so that i can keep going um but i'm still experimenting there's a lot in this game that's a lot of experimentation as you sure. would in these sort of games it doesn't, like it doesn't and, lay everything out for you you need to actually no, do some experimentation you can go and you can like you have a whole bunch of things that you can take out of a body when you prepare it mm-hmm. but only two of them will actually end with a guaranteed benefit the other, the other ones, as far as I can tell, I don't know for sure. Apart from if you take out the skull, that's definitely a negative. Sure. But everything else seems to be sort of a dice roll where if you take out like the intestines, for example, it can either be you can get two positives or two negatives or one of each. And 
I don't know what dictates that, but it just seems to happen at random. So there's a lot of experimentation you have to do of figuring things out and sure. what works where. Um, that's cool. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. Um, I think that's going to be what we uh, video I'm going to record because um, it's, it's good to show off. That sort yeah, of thing. totally. I, I want to see how that works like visually. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so is that what like does PC is out and other stuff at the minute? Uh, it's PC. It was it was early access and only just got oh. released. I can't remember okay. if it's out on consoles or not. Okay, um, if it's early access, then it probably not. Yeah, probably not. But it, I mean, it's just come out of early access. Like it's out now. Oh, it's out. out. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if it's on consoles or not yet. Um. Okay. Yeah. Really fun. Looks has that kind of like weird animated pixel art style that Stardew Valley had. That's really cool. The music's really good. Like it's. Cool. Good all-round package if you like one of those games. Nice. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's all I've been playing really. So. Cool. Um, so yeah, just very quick thing. I played the Valkyria Chronicles Four demo that came out mm. on Switch. Um, that is. So I haven't played a ga- one of those games since one. I think. And I think you played one of the PSP ones, right? Which I played. I played two on PSP. Yeah. Which was basically. It was just one of those games, right? Like it didn't change it up too much. It was just yeah, the same there, type it, of game. It was still it was still the whole teenage warband fighting against this imaginary. But in terms of mechanics, force. like it was still yeah, the same, same sort of idea. Okay, yeah. so four seems like more of that. Like it doesn't seem like it, the mechanics have changed that. Like I again, having not played it since one, I recognized everything that happened. Um, they have changed. They've added a couple of new unit types. Where they have a, they call them the, I think they're just called Grenadiers. I can't remember, but basically, they have huge big mortars that they can um, that they strap to their backs and they can run around and um, it takes them a while to plant it when they stop, but mm. they can do like proper arc shots, which are which are really 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 good. Um, yeah, game so runs it's different to the the the, the lancer people yes. that have like a rocket launcher lancer right yes also they've reworked because remember i remember the first one the lancers where they looked like actual lances like they had that kind of flared um based thing these just look like these just look like fucking rocket launchers now they look like giant oh, okay. poles that are, that are rocket launchers they look really cool sure. um but it's, it's definitely more of that game. It works really well on Switch, like zero performance issues or anything like that. It seems like an ideal platform for that. It's got the same look, same idea. Characters are totally different from what I remember, but that might be because they're related to 1 and 3 or, or something like that. Mm. But um, And it seems like it's a different part of the country or part of the, what were they called? The the allies, basically. Like, not the, not sure, the, yeah. You know. Um, not the evil people. I also know, like, I didn't either. I missed this in the first game or not, but the the army of uh is called the Edinburgh Alliance. Like that's the name. Really? Of the, that's the name of the the art. Like oh, that's, that's strange, right? And it's like when, yeah. with, with the the times where they show you the map, like it's quite clearly Europe, but it's yeah. um all of the UK is known as the Kingdom of Edinburgh, which is. Oh, weird. nice! <laughs> which is really bizarre. Yeah, a weird one. Um, but yeah, it it definitely seems like more of that game, um, which is cool. And I, 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 it's been long enough now where I'm like, yes, I will totally play one of these, and especially if I can get it on Switch. So that's right. that's coming out this year, I think November that comes out. So that that can be cool. Um, I am back on the Destiny wagon, and it hurts. You're a fucking moron! It's so such a moron. So. Forsaken, which is the new expansion, comes out Tuesday, so the day you're listening to this. Um, 
And I was like, okay, fine, I'll play Forsaken because I've been playing a bunch of the PC version, like I've said on here before. Um, so I should probably get ready for Forsaken. And I looked at it and went looked at the pre-order thing and it was like, you require the previous two expansions in order to be able to do Forsaken. I was like, well, fuck, okay, right, fine. So I bought the expansion pass for the previous two expansions and started playing through that. That game, that game hasn't, like, that game is the game it always was. And... Mm you are either fine with that or not fine with that or both at the same time and dealing with some really severe internal struggles but is that exactly what you're dealing with kind of yeah like there was a moment so i'm I'm playing through curse of osiris which is the first expansion pack they released right now and it is this really bizarre dichotomy of that game everything they add to that game just looks better and better like Bungie do fantastic art and design, they do. and that's true. The graphical the games look very good. That's and true. so, so the, the Curse of Osiris is, takes place uh, on Mercury, but is primarily revolves around like the Infinite Forest, which is like part of the Vex stuff. And like you get to see Mercury before the Vex took over, and all that. Like it just looks incredible. Like it looks astounding. Yeah, like it really does, and. That is then very quickly offset by the fact that, like, they do a... So, like, the the, the kind of core of my issue with a lot of this was, like... So, the, the, I'm not going to get into the whole story of Curse of Osiris, but... Yeah. Basically, a lot of it revolves around, okay, you need to do this thing, and then... Okay, I know what we need to get. We need to go to this planet and get this thing. And then you come back to Mercury and do a thing, and then you go, right, next planet is over here, and then you come back to Mercury and do the thing. Every time you come back to Mercury... You go through the big um, inf- the entrance to the infant forest, and then mm. it looks kind of uh, in, mechanically. It's kind of like the the end of Bioshock Infinite, where it's like infinite lighthouses and infinite doors. Oh yeah, yeah. that's the thing. The is it like the Vec thing where they're like trying to build a bunch of different simulations? Yes, it's entirely. It so the, so this whole thing takes place inside that simulation where the Vex are constantly yeah. simulating different battles and working out how to take over and all this kind of stuff. But basically, what happens is like you go through the infinite forest and you have the bit where you need to get to, and it will randomly generate a path like in chunks towards that entrance. And every single time, it's like. The chunks vary pretty substantially, but it's still like, yeah, load the next chunk, fight the th- people that are on here. Oh, these ones are, um, these ones are fallen. Okay, and you fight through that chunk, and then you get to the next bit, and then you fight the next chunk, and like, and I've done that stretch like four times now in the past three hours of playing this expansion. Like, it's not good. Are you saying? Are you saying that Destiny Two might not be the most mechanically good game? No, I'm saying mechanically it's great. I'm saying. Content-wise, it's a bit repetitive. Mm, um, yeah. If a that bit, game, a bit repetitive, it's the same thing over yeah, and over again. Yeah, totally. And if that game did not shoot as well as it shoots, like I would have, I'm done at that point. But they are between the visuals and just the fact that it just it plays so well. If you ignore the content part of it, like that's the reason why I'm still going. And it's great for like I've got an hour and a half. I'm just going to burn through some stuff, grab some loot, look at the pretty pictures, and leave it there probably fine um i will say they've and again i have only played osiris they've it's really weird when you get to see every now and then like what must be a behind the scenes look at the problems with this game because we've talked on here before about the issues with oh, yeah. the content in the first game about like yep. 
hey, we can't change the levels that easily, so making new levels is a pain in the arse, which is why a lot of the original game was like, it's the same levels, just with a different placement of enemies and all that kind of stuff. For this one, there's it's obviously like Mercury is to- a totally new area for that, so, which is good, but it's still the Vex, but they've like, all the Vex have got new models, so it's like precursor Vex, so it's like you've gone, you've gone back in time, in quotes, so the Vex look more kind of regal and organic and kind of slightly more organic looking and like more curvy right. than, the, than that. Sure. So all the models have updated themselves. Harpies are still harpies and like yeah. the, the hobgoblins still crouch when you shoot them once. Just because like, they look differently doesn't mean the act AI is yeah. AI is exactly the same. They just look different. Um, so like they still haven't solved all those problems for sure in this thing. They can maybe build new levels, but like... I think Forsaken have a, Forsaken expansion has a new faction. I think, but maybe, maybe you never but, be able to tell. So they still, still haven't quite solved that problem. But um, I'm still I'm I'm working my way through that in preparation for for Forsaken. And you're such. I have a team ready to go when Forsaken you're hits. So bad, totally. So bad. I like and it, it says a lot where I'm like. I was I, when I I, saw, I was you, sta- you on you on sale spent money. For expansions, you know are bad because you yep. heard people say that they're bad. Uh-huh. For a game that wasn't great, yeah. to then spend full price on an expansion uh-huh. for a thing that you don't even know if it's going to be good or not. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. But I will say, no problem. I was staring at this in the st- uh, staring at it on the the Battle.net store, and I was like, okay, both expansions sixteen quid. Even if these are yeah. terrible, and I give up, it's only sixteen quid. That's fine. I got Destiny Two on PC for free. Yeah. 16 quid fine okay and i started playing and i was like oh they're making me do this infinite forest again oh this is huh and then a new scout rifle dropped that was really good and i was like this is the best fucking game ever like i am so susceptible to all of this and i hate myself for it but it's uh, working you have a problem and i will say the it lo- like it looks pretty and it plays well but just nothing to do it's no just well, I mean, there's a lot to do. It's just all the same. None of it's good. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. There's plenty to do there. It's just, yeah. And also, so the other the other reason that I got back into it was the, the 2-0 patch dropped last, or at the start of this week, start of last week when you're hearing this. Um, this, is, this is, your, is this your pre-patch? This is, is the pre-patch for, for Forsaken. Pre-patch. And the main yeah. thing that people are talking about is it radically changes how the how your weapon loadouts work, basically. Gotta do your, gotta do your pre-patch content before exactly. the expansion hits. Um, and it's really weird as well, like, there's a, like, when, once you get the 2-0 patch, there's a message that appears the first time you log in after it, saying, like, we understand there are some Buy issues... Forsaken! Well, yes. But also, we, there's a big message that comes up that says, we understand there are issues with the 2.0 patch, these will be fixed by the time Forsaken comes out. And I'm like, why did you put the patch out then? Like, it's yeah. obviously not ready. Um, but yeah, it, so it changes up the it changes up the weapon management. Where um, so for Destiny One, you had primary, special, and heavy, which was like mm-hmm. and guns dropped for specific slots. So auto yeah. rifles were primary, sniper rifles were secondary, rocket launchers were heavy, hand and, cannons were secondary, yeah. all that stuff. Yes, um, and then in two, they changed it so that you have kinetic energy and heavy. So you could get different weapons as... Yeah, it was, it, was, it was regular damage, elemental damage, and a heavy yes. weapon. That was... Yeah. So you could get shotguns to do kinetic damage and 
um, or elemental damage, and you could use one each slot. So theoretically, you could walk around with two shotguns and do all that kind of stuff. So they've changed it up again, where you basically can equip any three weapons. Weapons will drop for a specific slot, and they're still like kinetic or energy, but what has changed now is the ammo types they use. So you will get energy weapons that use primary ammo and kinetic ammo that you, uh, kinetic weapons that use special ammo, depending on what the gun does and all this kind of stuff. Right. But okay. heavies are heavies are still heavies. But yeah. what you end up with then is you have to then manage on top of that. Like, okay, if I go into, if I go into whatever with two guns that use both use primary ammo, that, I then have to manage my ammo pool for two guns that do very different things and use different ah, okay. ammo different types. Sure. I'm not I sure. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a great move. I'm still getting to grips with mm. it, to be honest. But it did mean that yeah. I had, it fucked up my entire weapon loadout, and I had to rethink how I was actually going into these things. Um, I, I the other, mean, that's something to do in that game, I guess. Yeah, that's... sure. It's another thing you have to manage. Um, and I will say the other change that they made, which really pissed me off, actually. The so remember in two they introduced the well they had it in one but they really doubled down on it in two they had the infusion mechanic where if you've got a gun oh like you feed, can feed feed weapons to other weapons yeah. yeah so in two when it launched what they did they they basically had a currency called legendary shards which anything that you that you dust that is from purple up drops yeah. legendary shards and basically all it was was like if you had a if you had a blue if you had a if you were infusing a blue into something it just took currency. If you were infusing a yeah. purple in, it took currency and legendary shards. And if it was an exotic, it took an exotic thing, legend shards and currency. They've, yeah. they've changed it so that if even if you're if you're um, feeding a blue in, you need the shitty resources that are on every planet. So like you know every planet's got its own like pickup resources, like phase yeah. blast needles. You now need oh, them. Because what that gave me there was another fucking currency. And it's, that's really good. Well, it's not that like you were always picking these items up, but in two they did a really smart thing where those items just give you. The planet rep, like your yeah, you which was fine. Yeah. But now they're integral for me feeding my guns to other guns to level up, and it's a night, and it's not even. Yeah, like that's you, what I mean. Is that they've made another currency? It just means kind of. the, the currency always existed, but they've now just made it a currency. Like and now, that's... and now I have to break myself out of the cycle of like, oh, while I'm leaving a planet, I'll go back to the the rep on that that guy and just dump all my phase glass shards on him so I can get experience. Like I have to not do that anymore because I need them yeah. for. That's a bad system. That's a very That's bad, bad system they've made it's for a that. bad game. It, but you're probably right. You're probably right. But we'll see what for. We'll see what this does. I hate. I hate that you've got into an MMO now. Yeah. Because this is this is mentality of MMO players of like, no man, you just have to see this one thing, even though a lot of the game is pish. Like, I've he- I've heard you say that exact statement. About I know, before. but I'm an MMO player. Like that's. <laughs> Uh huh. I had I had this conversation with someone like yesterday, where ninety percent of World of Warcraft is bad and not fun, but the other ten percent is so much fun that it kind of makes up for it. Yeah. But it you're ma- actively mm-hmm. playing a thing that isn't even ninety percent bad. It's like ninety nine percent bad, and you've not even said the you've not even seen the one percent that's apparently good. No, I, but the diff- I think the difference there is that like. Like, I have zero interest in World of Warcraft or basically any of that style of MMO because... Yeah, the, the mechanics combat, are boring. Yeah. Because the mechanics are boring, right? Like, it, it's yeah. about managing cooldowns, which is a thing that, like, people enjoy and that's more power to you. Yeah. But that's not why I play these type of games. Once you replace that mechanic where I can, like, 
where I can ADS and like actually like man like Fuck it, it's about it's about me taking God. headshots and like managing damage types. Did you spin it? Did you spin in your chair while downing a Mountain Dew when you said that? Yeah, my Dorito hands are yes, are yeah yeah. But like, can't actually use your mouse because your hands are covered in Dorito dust. Yeah. Um, oh god! Your wife's yeah. planning I'd, on leaving you. Now that I've said that, I actually genuinely do feel a little bit dirty saying that. You and should. I, <laughs> um, but like, it, yeah, replace it with shooter mechanics, and like, the loot grind stuff starts to make sense to me because I can then use that stuff in a much more direct way than I would for like, hey, like your 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 magic missile now takes point two seconds less to charge, like that. The the first one is a is a thing I can get into. The second one zero yeah. interest. And the, the 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 differences between whether you like like active skill or mental efficiency like that it's only yeah they're they're, they're different Des- skill Destiny is all about can you aim down the thing and hit the thing in the head whereas yep. World of Warcraft is more about I need to be able to understand how to manage my cooldowns and do my rotation in the most totally. efficient way possible exactly it's, like it's different yeah. there's totally different skill set and again yeah. it's not a thing where like Destiny two is never. Ne- has never been and will never be like the only game I play. Like, like, yeah. what, like it was with like World of Warcraft sometime where people don't play. Like, like, like people who like a lot you of mean people, people right now playing the expansion. You mean right. that are not doing anything else? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like when Dota first hit it big, like that was the only yeah. game people played for a long time. And it's like, no, yeah. that's not what Destiny is for me. Like, I can drop in, kill a couple hours maybe, and then get, move you, on. But you gotta get. You gotta get raid ready though, right? You gotta oh, get. I mean, I'm trying to. Like, I'm pushing three ten or whatever. It I'm is pushing for three ten. I know, but the the, oh. adva- the advantage is that like because I'm hitting these two expansions at the same time, like by the time you hit the end of the stories in these things, because all those items are now at part of the drop table, yeah. you're just jumping levels so quickly at this point. Like it's sure. yeah. I remember fucking trying to get to two ninety and how fucking horrible that uh-huh. was. That's yeah. I I yeah. That always, so, that always happens with MMO expansions. Like you fucking you get the best fucking raid gear that you can possibly get in the most ideal setup, and then an expansion comes out, and there are greens that are yep. better than stuff that you're wearing. Like so, like when I was how it works. when I was in the PC, like I'd hit like I just finished the campaign and was starting to do like the post campaign quest stuff, and I was like yeah. two two or nine or something like that. Like I was not like I'd yeah. literally just blistered through the story. And then I bought the expansions and played the first level of uh, of Osiris and an auto rifle dropped to bump me immediately to 220. And I was like, all oh, right, I Dude. see the game you're playing. Yeah, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah, really, that's kind of how it works. It's a really cool gun, though. Um, so I've got one more thing to talk about, but we should probably go to go to intermission before we, sure. before we talk about that. Um, so This is the, on you. So. Yes, so the I'm going to drop a track from the Exapunks OST because it's the best music that those games have ever done, I think. Um, so this is a track fro- called... So this is Matthew Burns who did the soundtrack for this. He's done a lot of the, the Zectronics mm. OSTs. There's, I will say also, uh, we're going to do a video for this, which will be up on the site probably the, the week you're listening to this, but um, the intro song for this game is... Crazy. And well worth having you listen to, but that's not the one I'm taking for this, because I'll save that for the video. So this is a track called Getting Started. Um, and yeah, so check post for links so we can pick this up. And we'll be back with uh, one more game and some views after this. Let's go.
that was Getting Started from the X-Punks OST. Check the post for links where you can pick that up and probably check the site for a video on that game because that game's real good and I'm enjoying my time with it. It, it sure looks weird. Some people are doing some crazy shit with it. Mm-hmm. So When you see it in action, it, when you see, there's a moment in that game where like you understand the base parts of it and you're like, okay, I can see what this is. And then there's yeah. a moment where you realise how this can all fit together and the insane stuff you can do with it. Um, yeah, it's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll do that in a little bit. Um, I, so I apologize in advance for Ewing putting another video on the site where he effectively does his job for 20 minutes. I will not uh, write any code in this video. I promise. Okay. I just want to show off parts of that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the other game I want to very quickly talk about is Two Point Hospital, which came out mm. the last week. Um, yeah. This is... This is the spiritual successor to Theme Hospital in everything but name. Yeah. Like, down to yeah. the point where... There are, uh, if there are mice running around your hospital, you can click on them with your mouse and take them out. Like, it's got yeah. that mechanic it's, and everything. It is a theme hospital game. For sure. So the, yeah. the, so it's a hospital management sim. Um, people come in with various ailments. Some of them are just like, hey, you need this drug. Some of them are, hey, I have a light bulb rather than a head that needs treatment. And some of the more advanced stuff needs specific clinics. So you build a clinic called the Deluxe Clinic, which will unscrew the light bulb from their head. But, like, really dumb comedy stuff. Yeah. Um, it is very much one of those games, and it is very much that game just done... Like, when people... when We've seen games like this, which have come back and been like, oh, remember that game? Like, here's it running with the modern thing, but we've cleaned up some stuff and, like, some modern aspects to it. Like, this is just that game. Like, I played a lot of Theme Hostel back in the day, this is that game for sure. Um, yeah, warts like and you all, played like you actually. played like seven hours of it yesterday or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like is. actually only played about five. Like I left it on for a little bit, but sure. yeah, like I played five hours of it yesterday um, to to get um, to kind of be able to talk about it. It's really good with caveats. So sure, the the kind of main uh, the the main kind of thrust of the game is you start out in. It's, it kind of continually tutorializes where the, like the first hospital you get into is like here's the basics and here's like here's how you build a reception here's what GP's offices do all this kind of stuff here's what the clinics do all that kind of stuff and then you once you get that hospital to be a one star hospital it then says hey we need you in this other hospital and you go there and then you learn about psychiatry or you go to another one and you learn about like the fracture ward and all this kind of stuff and um, it continually unlocks stuff and introduces you to the new mechanics as you move between the hospitals. So, like, one of them is a research hospital where you can't hire doctors or nurses that have any special skills. You can only hire student doctors or nurses, and you have to train them internally. So you start where people are coming in with genuine ailments, and none of your staff are trained for them. So you just, like, you just have to manage, like, no, I need to staff these people here, but I need to train them as well. So I need to hire enough people so that I can switch them out so that they, they get trained and all this kind of stuff. Um, mm. that that like th- there's definitely some interesting stuff in there the problem i have with it at the minute is that there's it feels like it's lacking a couple of tools like so like it, it definitely feels like the so one of the things in these games that's always um kind of determines how how much how, how easy they are to use is like the yeah. room creation stuff where like how yeah. easy is it to draw a room of a specific size? You're building a lot of rooms in those games. Yeah. So yeah. So like how easy is it to get a room of the right size with the right stuff in it and and do all that kind of, and kind of is that interface good? And that interface is really good in this. Like it's a really smooth 
like it's really good to 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 build that stuff out and you get a lot of control about how stuff looks but it is missing like so very quickly like if you get a reasonably sized hospital gp's offices become the core like kind of a bottleneck in your in your whole operation because anytime anyone goes to any of the diagnosis ward they need to come back to the gp to see where they go next so everything in your hospital runs around those gp offices sure and they're all the same like they're all identical basically oh you can't just clone a room you can't just say just make another one of these and like clone the blueprint and do that you need to Uh. rebuild the room every single time and that gets really annoying when you have to build four of them if you know what i mean yeah and also when you're moving between so when you move to a new hospital to do a specific the next step in the the quote-unquote campaign it will say like okay like this is so like the one i did last night last one i did last night was like this is the hospital that serves the area of the county that is the the bottom of the mountains where people go skiing so it's all about fractures like people are going to fuck themselves up in this specific way a lot so you're gonna have to build a hospital that's specifically designed for for those people while still maintaining the normal kind of you need psychiatry and all that kind of stuff yeah but every single time it gives you a blank hospital so you're like Oh, okay. So I go through the so I've got to make building. Yeah, I've got to make a reception yeah. and a waiting room, and I've got to put my GPs down, and then like, and there's like, basic to get like a very basically operational hospital. There's like six rooms you need to build, and right. you have to build them every time. And there's not really a lot of variety in that. Like, it yeah. doesn't really change. Like, you're building the same seven rooms, and then once you've got that done, that's when stuff starts changing. Um, so it's. And it's not particularly difficult either. Like, I haven't had a lot of issue really with management. Like, the most difficult one I've had was that student hospital one where you're like, I need to hire enough stuff so that I can train people and keep the hospital going. That was tricky. But it's not that hard a game right now. Mm. But I can't tell... Because, like, theme hospital got pretty chaotic at times. Oh, totally. Like, it was kind of hard to manage, yeah. So what I'm assuming is that once I'm done with, like, the main campaign stuff, like, once they've showed me all the mechanics... Uh, the main th- part of that game will be like your your the skirmish uh, sandbox. Mode. Yeah, your skirmish yeah. modes, right? Your sandbox, which is like here's a hostel, go nuts and de- everything you know will happen in here, and you can you just have to deal with it. Um, but right now, like it's like it feels like a lot of effort to learn one or two new mechanics every time. Yeah, and then 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 it scraps it all, and you have to start again. Um. But there is, this. but apart from that, like it is, it's a cool one of those games, and it, they've done some really cool stuff with like um, kind of social stuff where it'll say like, "Do you want to?" Kind of like what the the Sim City reboot did, where it's like, if you like, here are your friends that are playing this game. Do you want to compete with them over the course of the next thirty oh, days right. yeah. to cure the most patients or have the best rated hospital in the county and all this kind of stuff? Sure. Um, so that stuff's kind of cool, um, but obviously you need a bunch of people playing it to be able to do that. Um, and I will say also, the weirdest thing I would never have expected from this game, probably one of the get best like in-game radios since Grand Theft Auto. Like, like soundtrack-wise, you mean? Not even soundtrack. Like there is like voiced. It's all oh, the like radio the presenters. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. So there's like four presenters that will come in and out as you're doing it, and then they will like the soundtrack is very much like the soundtrack you would expect for this game but their interst- the interstitials between them of like them doing like if you've listened to like 
not community radio, but like local radio. Local radio, like yeah. you know what those bumpers sound like, and they have yeah. emulated those things to a fucking T. It's great, and the present- it's, a, it's a very it's a very specific thing that to try and emulate the so, very specific tone you have to hit in a and very. They, and they absolutely nail it. And they've got yeah. like four presenters, so they've got like a they've got like a like a like they've got a Scottish presenter who's really good. They've got a guy who comes in to do their food and wine stuff, who's like this this huge snob. Um, they've got ads for stuff that doesn't exist. Yeah, like they've got an ad that comes on that I've heard a couple of times for like for a place where you can, for your short to mid for your short to mid term eel needs. And it's like it's just ridiculous, and it's sure. really well done. Like I, it's good. That, it's good that it still has that kind of character. I guess totally. That, and like I said, like I played, I played it's very like, British, very much so. And I played like yeah. five, six hours of it at this point, and I haven't heard that much repetition in radio. So there's That's a good. lot yeah. there. Um, yeah, it's real. Like that part of it is is has made me crack up a bunch of times. It's very, very well done. Mm. Um. And there's and actually like and it's also like in game useful as well. Where like on on top of the hospital radio stuff, like the person who like the woman who manages the like who just does stuff over the tannoy is actually genuinely useful to know. Like oh shit, we don't have any doctors in psychiatry. Like they'll do calls and stuff like that. And they'll right. also talk about like hey, patients are reminded not to sneeze at the health minister who's visiting, and he's like oh shit, the health minister's here, and you're like so that kind of stuff. But right. um. Yeah, I need to. I've probably got another couple of hours before I know if it's just more of that or whether it's worth like continuing with. But it's it's pretty good right now, and it's also on sale. It's twenty quid. It's not a full price game. Oh, that's so good. it's like I've already got like you said. I've already got five six hours out of it. So that's probably worth it. Yeah, but, like, um, I, I think I think that it, it does sound like it has problems, but it sounds like it. It has problems from trying to emulate a game from 1999, totally, as like, opposed to trying to take that forward. It's, totally, it, it's, I think it's, that's a problem. But they, they have not, if they've not gone, they've not taken it anywhere new, and that's both yeah. the good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. So, if you like that, if, like if you were like me and put a bunch of time into those type of games when you were when the original Theme Hostel came out, you'll yes. probably be good with this. But be warned, it's for sure that era of game. Yeah. Um. Original Theme Hospital, original XCOM, and original Syndicate were a yeah. lot of our time as children. Yeah, totally. Like, the, and then it, Unreal it, Tournament came out, and then, yeah. And then, yeah. It, it's weird how you look back at the games we played when we were kids, and you're like, yeah, that really has shaped huge amounts. Oh, dude, I, I can still quote lines from Baldur's Gate to this day. Yep. It's like, that's exactly. just how it works. Um, cool. So that's that's the things I've been the, playing. The thing, the thing I forgot to mention when yeah, I was yeah. talking about Monster Hunter World, by the way, mm-hmm. um, so they patched it, so now the online works a <laughs> right. lot better. Okay. So there's like not there are no random like not being able to join online sessions. You can join your friend sessions way easier now. Cool. And they're patching it again this week. Apparently, also fixing more of it. Okay. So it seems like they actually care a lot about the PC what's version. happening to it they're not just kind of leaving it and dropping it which is what i want to see well i mean this is the which... thing that like this is now the biggest selling capcom game ever or something like that yeah like they yeah. they understand that they this is a big part of their future so yeah totally. they're, they're, they're patching it have they solved the steam notification issue 
Uh, it seems so because I've not had any notifications. Oh, actually, no, because I've not had notifications. I've not turned notifications. So I saw. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> so I saw one notification from you playing that game yesterday once. Okay, then I assume so. So it looks then. like it must have fixed. It. I thought. I thought that it would. It would fix it when they fix the online stuff because I assumed it was just like a massive disconnect problem where it was like not communicating with Steam somehow. Oh right. So it might be that, but I don't maybe, know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it seems it's way better now. Like it's way easier. So that's oh, always good. Yeah. Um, cool. So there's not a lot of news, but we can turn through this. Do you want me to talk about TI? Do you want to... We'll do that, we'll do that last. Because okay. like I say, there's not a lot of huge things here. So we'll, sure. we'll talk about TI in a bit. Because yes, I want to hear about... about I want to yeah. hear what the fuck happened. Because people yep. were... I just, my entire Twitter feed just started screaming at one point. I was like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Hitman 2, which is coming out this year. This year? Yeah. Next year. This year. This year. Um, sure all of year. all of season one's maps will be reworked and put in that game. Is it all of? I thought it was just some of. We'll bring back six locations from the previous game. Oh, so that is all of them. Okay, Paris, sure. Sapienza, Marrakesh, Bangkok, Colorado, and Hokkaido, um, oh. which will be a free download for anyone who owns Hitman. Sweet. Um, yeah, November 13th for Hitman 2. Okay, there you go. Um, so yeah. Hitman yeah, those... before game of the year starts, folks. That's... Yeah. Remastered and enhanced, so they'll be able to take all the Hitman 2 mechanics into those games, which is... Cool. So you might actually great. be able to do cool new things. That's that's yeah. good. So it's going to be interesting as well, because I played that first game on PS4, so I'm not going to yeah. get the free download. So I'm wondering if, looking at how much Hitman is on PC right now, whether that will be cheaper than the DLC pack for 2. Oh, wait. Have to... Yeah, just pick it up on the summer sale. But that's what I'm saying. Like, If it's less than... like I, we We don't know how much this is going to be for people who don't own the game. So like, I'm I'm pretty sure I picked up Hitman for like eight quid. I'm okay. pretty sure it'll be cheaper. Maybe it's, I should just do that then. Okay, yeah, I'll have a look at that. Um, but yeah, so and people who own it will get it for free, and it'll be available as a DLC pack for people who don't. Awesome, which is a great thing. Um, Supermassive Games, the developers of Until Dawn, have got mm. have announced their new project, which sounds cool as shit. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. So they've done. So until dawn was like a kind of teen slasher. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. Really a, it, was it was. It was a a game that took the kind of typical cabin in the woods style horror movie and put it into a video game, but it was yeah. very, very good at doing it. And it was all about like making decisions and seeing how those decisions butterfly out and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so their new project is a series called The Dark Pictures. The, sorry, the Dark Pictures Anthology, which they've described as it's going to be a series of standalone cinematic branching horror games. So they're basically going to do a bunch of small Until Dawns with different setups and stuff like that. Mm. So the first one's going to be called Man of Medan. Medan? Medan? Don't yeah, know. Medan or whatever. Um, launching in 2019. Um, so I'm going to read here from the Polygon. Oh, sorry, this is from the PlayStation blog. Um... Story of Man of Medan starts on a dive boat in the South Pacific with a rumoured World War II wreck. Um, wreck to find and plenty of on-deck partying to be had. A group of four young Americans and their skipper, Fliss, get ready for what should be the trip of a lifetime but does not quite go to plan. Yeah. Storm rolls in and they find themselves trapped on board a ghost ship. So, it's that kind that of... T- tra- that, that trailer looked pretty damn cool. That trailer was real awesome. Um, so, the whole point is, like, it seems like they're keeping a lot of the stuff that made Until Dawn good where, one, it looks fucking awesome like yeah, visually yeah. um and they're talking about branching paths lots of replayability um yep. 
all that kind of stuff. I'm super obviously obviously big char- character choices that can get people killed. All that. Yes, stuff. totally. Like yeah. yes, characters can die. And it'll continue. And all that kind of stuff. Um, the, I recognize one actor in there from other things. I don't know if there's more than that, but the guy. I know him as the guy from Warehouse 13, but he's done a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, really? Okay. Um, the what's his, I'll look up his name later. The main dude from Warehouse no, 13? No, no, no. Um, I don't know how far you got in that season, but the 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 um, the firearms uh, guy who they bring in later, the I second dude they bring that, in, so. and sure. he's in it later. Cool. Um, so it seems like they're doing some of that as well. So yeah, you should go watch that trailer. It's really, really good. Yeah, it's a really good trailer. Um, Shenmue Three has a date, and it's and it's a year away. <laughs> it's okay. um, August twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, for Windows and PS four. Um, so it's supposed to be out. So in June twenty seven, June twenty seventeen, it was delayed from December that year to be the first half of this year, and then they pushed it again to twenty nineteen. So this is them putting an actual proper date on it. Um, one and two came out on PC, and or the remaster versions came out on PC yeah. and console. I'm vaguely intrigued to try two. Like I've seen, uh, no. Like I've seen one, and I see how like that game is basically Yakuza but bad. It's a bad game, yeah. <laughs> but I want to see what two looks like. I might go see if people. It looks are, like one. <laughs> but I, I, I kind of want to go see if people are streaming it and just watch somebody play that game. Sure. I think, yeah, because I want to see what they do because people are so crazy about those games and. They're insane people. I, yeah. As a person who has jumped on the Yakuza train, like I get it, kind of. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I but Yakuza, Yakuza is a much, much better version of those type of games. Yes. So, I don't yeah. know. We'll see how it goes. Um, so there's a little bit of flare up, um, and I would not bring this kind of stuff up except it's a game we're super interested in. So Division oh, yeah, Two, yeah. some details came out about mm-hmm. what their plans are going to be post-launch which sounds like their post-launch plans sound good like they are supporting that game the way Ubisoft support games yep and they've also they've straight up said at E3 this year that like their expansions are going to be free like this is good this is fine so their special edition plans got announced um and they're they're weird where so there are now uh, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six. Yeah, so there are like 12 editions of that there's, game, yeah. Yeah, there's six editions of that game going from the $60 normal edition to the $250 Phoenix Shield Collector's Edition, <laughs> which contains, okay. uh, let me just, which contains uh, a highly detailed customized figurine, all of the oh. year one content, a steel book, uh, an art book, uh, a world map, soundtrack. And you get so, and that version lets you play the game three days early as well. That appears to be a thing for anything that's not the standard edition, where if you pay extra money, you get access to both the game and all of the expansions earlier than everyone else. So, yes, the content's free, but you know, it'll be, you won't get it the same, basically, you won't get it at the same time as everyone else. So basically for the Gold Edition Plus, which is basically everything that's not the standard edition, you get 3D mm. Early Access and... Um, yeah, so, I mean, so three like, days, it's not... Like, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. three days is fine for me, but people who are seriously into that, that's a big... Like, imagine, like, WoW expansion is coming three days early to some people. Like, people, sure, yeah, yeah, By yeah. the time those people it get in, nuts. people will have hit max level, they'll have solved the raids, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it's a thing. 
So, yes, so rather than paying for them, you'll get early access to them. Don't think it matters to us, but it will matter to some people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a week week early for the expansions, it looks like. Um, but three, days, st- early, three days early to yeah. the actual game. So The amount of versions that I think has is mental. It, yeah, like six that. editions is nuts. Like, it doesn't need six editions. It does not yeah. need six editions. Um, anyway, so you should look up that chart. It's It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Sword and Sorcery is coming to Switch, which is not a game, which is not a thing I would normally talk about because that game has come to basically every platform that's yeah, existed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, so Nintendo had their uh, indies, uh, like a indies. Um, what do you call those videos they put up? Direct Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Um, with a bunch of indie games that come to Switch, which was cool. A lot of a lot of cool announcements. Um, but Sword and Sorcery is coming to there. Uh, coming to Switch, and somebody asked them, um, where did this come from? Um, uh, oh yeah, so the, the, the creative director um, of Cappy, it's a Cappy game, right? Yes. Um, yeah. He came out on Twitter uh, when somebody asked him, like, hey, is all the Twitter stuff that was in that game going to be in the Switch version? I don't think Switch can talk to Twitter right now, or doesn't have sure. that support or something yeah. like that. He said, hey, is this thing gonna still going to have all the weird Twitter stuff that's in there? <laughs> the quote here is, um, Twitter support has been cut from the Sorcery Switch edition. The reason for this is simple. When we first launched Sword Sorcery many moons ago, Twitter was fun and nice and cool. Now in the year 2018, Twitter is a vat of toxic waste and we want nothing to do with it. That's a direct quote from him. Go Cappy. Yeah. Um, So apparently, so they sent out a picture. um, They sent out a picture. So you've played Sword and Sorcery, right? Or at least tried the start of it. So you know the start of it is with the, the guy in the suit with the cigar who does mm-hmm. brief so they send out a picture that basically says so it's him on that background with the text that comes up and it says um since our prior experiment in 2011 social networks have proven to be catastrophic for society so we now encourage isolation and regretful reflection so that now replaces the bit where it would say hey you should take this up to twitter which yeah. is like like totally get behind that sure do your thing and i like that they've incorporated it yeah. into the game as Good well just off. um Twitch have made more changes that are annoying people, it seems. And yeah, the Twitch Prime thing. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. so so you watch more Twitch than I do. So there's yeah. Twitch Normal, there's Twitch Prime, which yeah. is the stuff you get, which you can either subscribe to or you get free with Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, so yeah, the the, um, the, the Twitch Prime is, is the the free sub that you get with a Prime subscription. Yes. So you get a free sub every month if you have an Amazon Prime and you yes. like it in your Twitch. And, you, and then there's Twitch Turbo, which yeah. is the, the, the one where you, you actually, pay, like... You pay Twitch and you're basically... That's basically like a subscription to Twitch as opposed right. to like as a channel or whatever. Right, it's, okay. So yeah. the, the big change they're doing is they're removing the ad-free viewing from Prime and are moving it to Turbo. Yeah. yeah. Um, or Turbo only. Um, so... Uh, and also Prime members will no longer get the 20% discounts off pre-ordered game releases. Which I think was a US only mm. thing, so I don't think it applied to us. Yeah, but again, it's another so. thing. Um, so yeah, so a lot of people are really annoyed about that because, like, yeah, the ad free stuff is a good reason to to subscribe to that, and then moving. Like, it yeah, into the, their... the, the 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 Twitch Prime package when it was initially came out was such a good deal that people were kind of convinced that something bad was going to happen eventually because sure. they had they had to be losing money on it. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, the sure sa- enough. The same time where they added the the Twitch benefits to. Um, the same time they added the Twitch Prime benefits, they also upped the price for Amazon Prime. 
So there was an yeah. assumption that like, hey, this is maybe covering some of those extra costs, and that's fine. So then yeah. they're now backing all that stuff out to the point where I don't know what Twitch Prime actually get. I mean, you get your free sub, obviously, but like, yeah, you get you get your sub, you get and you get the opportunity to support the creator that you like. Um, you just yeah. don't get. So the process you just don't get ad free viewing anymore. Yeah. So the process for this is you'll be if you're currently a Twitch Prime member, you'll be grandfathered in until the next time your Twi- your Prime renews, at which point you'll then yeah. lose the ads, the, the ad free benefit. So be warned. And Twitch Turbo yeah. is currently eight dollars a month. I think yep. is what I'm looking at here. So yeah. So depending on how much you want to watch Twitch, that might be a thing. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know if you you lose ad-free viewing if you're subbed directly to the channel as opposed to through so, Amazon no, Prime. I'm, I'm presuming um, the sub stuff still works, but your general yeah, ad-free viewing so. goes away. Yeah. Um, so, like, we don't play Fortnite that much. Nope. I play nope. once every couple of weeks, maybe. But um, watching Fortnite evolve has been a spectator sport all of its own. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, this week... When as they, it became the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. Where even like their in-game stuff, where this week when a giant purple cube just dropped into the world and then yes, started, started moving around and shipping people, yeah, yeah, like that stuff's awesome. Like that stuff's really cool that they're just they're doing crazy stuff and just letting people figure it all out. Like that's cool. Then there's all the Fortnite stuff that happens outside of the game, which is just mm-hmm. as ridiculous. So yeah. for people who haven't been following this, Fortnite is uh, currently beta version. Hundred pe- people drop on an island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Here's the battle royale is for, if you've <laughs> for people heard. who don't for people who don't yeah. know what Fortnite is. Um. So Fortnite is coming to it's currently beta version of Androids and it's currently yeah. only exclusive to Galaxy Galaxy whatever the Galaxy, Galaxy Note nines or whatever. Yeah. The, the, it's the S nines and the Note fours. I think are the only way. That's you can get the one. Right yeah. Are the only people who can get into the beta right now. And also, if you take part in that beta, you you get a Galaxy skin for your character which is like yeah, a, yeah, it's actually yeah. a really cool looking skin like it's like shimmering purple it's, it's you cool. become a galaxy essentially. yeah it's really yeah. cool so the side effect of that which i could only assume they didn't see coming and if they didn't see this coming i don't know why the fuck they fucking didn't see this going but a bunch of signs started going up in best buys and targets and samsung retail stores which say the following so one of the screenshots i saw from twitter said um all Samsung demo phones will not, in capitals with red and underlined, yeah. download Fortnite or the skins. Please do not install any information or download this game onto the demo phones. Thank you, Samsung management. So basically yeah. what people were doing were storming the electronic stores, finding the demo versions of these phones, put their Fortnite credentials into that phone yeah. um, so they could get the skin. Yeah, the you don't automatically get the skin as well. No, you have to play three games. You have to play three games. So they're yeah. they're starving these stores, playing three games, and then logging out again to get the skin to the point where all of these stores had to put fucking signs up saying, do not fucking yeah. do this. And, and also, they, like, like the opt people monitoring the Note 9 section. Yep. And yeah, it was, it and, was like, kind the, of nuts. I think it was easier Best Buy or Target, one of them, like, they don't connect to active Wi-Fi normally. Like they just yeah. the demo phones are built specifically so they don't do that. So people have had yeah. to like go into the phone settings and switch all that shit off and reconnect it to like their own phone via four G hotspot. Yeah, it's like ted- tether it or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. It's insane that this is a thing that's happening. Um, and there are YouTube people, videos. People like Fortnite. <laughs> totally, but to the point where there are YouTube videos going like, "Hey, if you're in 
Massachusetts, like here are the best stores to go to because yeah. these ones are the ones that are less watched than other ones are. Yeah, it's yeah, um, it's crazy. It's crazy, but the people are determined. That's a hundred percent understandable because people are into this game. Yes. Um. So yeah, it, it's yeah, it's great. It's, it's nuts. Great. It's nuts. It's great. It's nuts. Um. So this is a quote from uh, somebody at Best Buy. Um, so this this exploded over Reddit and a bunch of people who work in these stores were starting to, to put stories in. And it was like, since the Note 9 came out on August 24th, at least 50 people have come in looking to get the skin. And that's only when our employees noticed. They haven't put any signs up quite yet, but management is 100% aware of what's going on and have asked yeah. employees to make sure devices aren't being coaxed into doing things they're not supposed to do. Um, but And then the other side of that is that all of these signs started going up and people are watching it. But then, like, Best Buy employees started taking them, like, in the back and sharing these demo devices uh, around so they can get the skins and shit like that. Like, it's great. It's great. It's great. That it's ridiculous. Best. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, and last thing I've got here. Um, so anyone who watches Steam regularly or the Steam charts regularly will have seen a game called Scum appear yep. recently, yep. which is a crazy survival game survival slash battle royale game where the level of detail of your character is beyond anything i've ever seen before where like it manages it shows you like the amounts of levels of different vitamins you currently have in your system yeah it it monitors all your like micronutrients and all that bollocks tells you what the volume tells you what the volume of your colon is right now and all this kind of kind of stuff um so there's a kind of very very brief bit of controversy where so the whole like narrative setup for the thing is like all of these people are prisoners who have been dropped on this island and had to fight for survival in like a kind of game show style thing, which has its own fucking moral issues. Yeah. Fuck, moving that to one side for a second. Um, there was a thing where somebody posted on Reddit and was like, hey, like one of the tattoo options in this game has like very, very explicit oh. Nazi, like, yeah. it's a straight up Nazi tattoo. Yeah. Um, and like these things happen like we've seen this happen in a bunch of games before where like people will take like reference material that they don't quite know understand the connotations of or any of this kind of stuff and it makes it into a game people point it out and go hey this is a thing and they'll go oh shit right okay and remove it so i read the story and saw this appeared and then they removed it and that's fine i was like okay yeah. fine cool awesome then i read the kotaku story and it didn't go quite that way <laughs> where um so there's a straight up, like, straight up Nazi tattoo on the back of this dude's head. And the response from the, where is it? This is the community man- manager for the developers. Um, so sorry, no, this is the Crow Team Incubator Marketing and Community Manager who told yeah. players um, when they were talking about it, said, quote, it's a game. It's fiction. If you're offended by some textures in the game, please don't play this game. Because if we start removing things that hurt someone's feelings, it will be an empty game with no people, no weapons, no blood, no humour, no pooping, killing others, eating human flesh, or killing animals. I think we can play much say yeah. that's a bad response <laughs> to yeah, probably. this. Um, so that was, their, that was their stance for a while. And then at some point, Devolver Digital, who's publishing the game, put yeah. out their own statement saying... Devolver Digital has become aware of tattoos representing neo-Nazi symbology in the newly released game Scum. We do not agree with the use of this or any hateful content. We are conducting a full review of all assets and contents within the game. And then the tattoo went away. <laughs> so 
at some point the publishers came in and was like guys they got, they got told to sit down yeah. guys sit the fuck down get this you, the fuck out you need here. to stop this yeah um, so it has now been completely removed <laughs> so yeah good well, there's, a, there's a period of time in there which was interesting so yeah so you need to talk about TI because I yeah. have no idea what the fuck happened I just saw sure. my all of my social networks explode at one moment yeah right rightfully so ti was really fucking good this year um, yeah, so here it was so the people that want it og uh are like sorry before you go relative- ti dota 2 international sorry, tournament yeah, ti the yep. international biggest dota tournament 26 million dollars or something can't remember the price total lots is. of money yep big money big dota tournament it's the kind of it's the the occasion where if you have any sort of passing interest in dota you'll watch ti yep um so the team that won it og are a relatively relatively new team uh and they were for a while they were incredibly dominant um but then the the story going into this was the og right before um like roster submission Mm -hmm. for one of the big tournaments had two of their best players sniped by somebody else oh shit Um, right okay so couldn't compete in that tournament um so right. i had to like pull out and find two new players so they're the real underdogs going into ti they had to win uh they had to win their invitation essentially like win a tournament to get into ti as opposed to being invited like because the they team. couldn't qualify because they, they couldn't qualify were... right um so they were massive underdogs going into this nobody had them to win but they went through the whole thing and did it um through just being really good at Dota and like really weird, unconventional picks, and it was super entertaining to sit and watch. The team sure. that they beat, um, LGD, are super dominant Chinese team. Uh, everybody kind of tipped, they were one of the tips to win, like, really, really strong team. Mm-hmm. Went to game five, which rarely happens in a Dota final. Oh, really? Um, okay, yeah, and like the last two games were like fucking insane, it was like proper over our long like slog like all it took was it, it got to the point that it gets to in dota matches where it was like one team fight loss and you've lost the match like it was right right proper like high stakes dota. Is, your, is your average um, your average like dota games like what 40 minutes something like that 30 like 30 40 minutes yeah okay roughly this was like over an hour and Jeez. like okay so like really really intense i'd like the last match where it was 2-2 the og came back from like a like 16 kill deficit or something like that it was ridiculous but okay they really really pulled it out it was really impressive um and like they got the person the, the two people that they got to sub for these people that got sniped or they pulled in to get was like a guy i can't remember who it was but their mid laner it was essentially just like a a, a, a cure like he was essentially just a really good dota player that they knew of from the internet ti was his first major like his oh, first wow. actual land Dota tournament ever, and he won TI. It's Jeez. insane. Yeah, huh. it was mental. Um, but yeah, it was just it was really it was really entertaining to sit and watch these like plucky underdogs come and do it. And it was like headed up by this this guy No Tail who's been playing Dota forever, and he got he the one of the guys that left OG initially and got sniped was like one of his best friends. So there was like a lot of rivalry and stuff there. So what like, you'll see gifts. What happened to the team that? they went to eg uh yeah. they eg are like one of the big dota teams i think they got put out in top 16 or something like that i can't remember oh wow but okay yeah huh. they ended up not not getting there uh there are like 
there are gifts floating around of like when OG played EG, there are like no tail like death staring those two people. Oh, like, really? At the, end of matches, you're, at the end of the matches, you're supposed to line up and like shake each other's hands as yeah, you leave yeah, the yeah. arena. This guy was like staring daggers at them. Oh, that's yeah okay there's like a gif there's like a gif going around of hotel getting interviewed backstage and someone like shoulder checking him and it turned oh, out it was shit. one of the eg players and like proper drama surrounded this fucking dota final it was nuts it was so crazy um but yeah it was it was super impressive to sit and watch these guys do it and they were like really they were they, they almost couldn't believe it when they won it was mental um games were really good Oh wow! Oh, Sorry, I just found the gif. Yeah, found that's the gif, yeah. That proper shoulder, shoulder check. check. It was yeah. There's yeah, some knows real bad exactly luck between what those doing. guys now. Yeah. Wow. Um, huh. Okay. Yep. Ti Ti is just a, a lesson in how to put on a really professional looking esports broadcast. Like it was, all the analysts were like super like behind desks. There was like really good graphics. It was. It, it's just a really impressive. Like here's what happens when you have a lot of money style broadcast mm-hmm. um my favorite thing still continues to be when when people pick heroes they they appear as 3d models in front of the player booths like as they get picked yeah that presentation and stuff is so good and it's things. not and my favorite thing is still anytime they pick this character called ogre magi who's supposed to be uh it's just like a crazy guy who has two heads so he has like a split personality oh he's yeah, yeah. To be, like a yep. comic, he's a comic character is that the one that like and both I, of them are voiced by the same dude is that yeah yeah, T- yeah talking to himself backwards and yep. forwards yeah um and when they get picked they like do their idol animation or like a specific idol animation mm-hmm. and ogre magis as he just sits and slow claps but right. every time he does it the entire arena claps along with him so it was like <laughs> there was a game where he got picked like second and he was just sitting clapping the whole time and it was like 15 minutes of the entire arena just slow clapping along wow. with ogre magi it was so funny it was great <laughs> But yeah, that's cool. It was, it was just it, it was a really, really, really good tournament. It was. I mean, that's super impressive. To sit and watch. You want to start selling esports as a thing to people who are not interested? Yeah, like it made that me kind want of to go drama. Back and play Dota again. Like yeah. I, I kind of got wanted to go back and play Dota again. It was super, super good. You need to you need to sell um, the people who don't care. Like you need to start selling that kind of drama and those kind of stories that, yeah, that a lot of other sports and, have. Yeah. That kind of yeah. stuff. So like it worked it, really well. I also heard like next year it's not in Seattle anymore. Yeah, it's in Hong Kong. Um, oh, so they are moving it to Hong Kong? Oh, is it Shanghai? It may be Shanghai. Right, I think okay. it's Shanghai. Um, yeah, like, I think... I, I can't remember. It might have been the deal to do with the, the Vancouver Center where they used to do it. Like, they got a better deal. I'd like Shanghai and Dota is, like, super popular in China. Yeah. So they're kind of moving everything over there because that's where the big audience is. That's going to um, be super interesting for us people going over in yeah. terms of visas and stuff like that's visas and player and there's been there's been like drama surrounding that and the dota community before and it's oh really this has happened before yeah there have been like weird visa issues and people not being able to play in tournaments and stuff um, weird huh means the broadcasts are going to be on at a weird time and yeah it's, it also cre- it's it al- super bizarre but it also creates a um interesting dynamic where like you're talking like og and and people like and teams like that who have like or EG, sorry, people who have like big sponsors behind them, like yeah. that's probably not gonna be a problem. Like they have people for that. But if you're, probably, yeah. but if you're like a smaller team who have qualified, like how you need to go out and just get help with that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know how that's gonna be managed. Um, I would hope that Valve would step in at that you point hope, and maybe right. try and help them. But who knows? Like, yeah, just it's have in to the, see what happens. It's in it. their best interest to get that to to go. 
uh, yeah. to get that working smoothly. That's, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, really, really good tournament. Really, cool. really entertaining. Uh, cool. Have you got anything else, or is that us? Uh, last bit of news that we won't talk about it, uh, but everybody should go watch the gameplay trailer for Cyberpunk twenty. Oh fuck! Right, yes, that came out. Fucking hell, that thing was insane. Yeah. Um, so this was the this was the 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 stuff that got shown at E three behind closed doors. Yeah, the E three gameplay demo that, that a lot of media were freaking out about. They finally yep. got a chance to show it. That game is exactly yep. what I wanted it to be. Like exactly yeah. what I wanted it to be. Um. Every part should, of it. There's no point in really talking no, about it. No. You should just probably there's go not. watch it. You should go watch it. Um, it's like might... 45 minutes, but it's all mental. And it's, we, should have, yeah. we should maybe actually, next time next time we get together, we should actually probably talk about that on here, just because there was stuff in probably, there yeah. we should probably actually see. Yeah. Um, cool. So what is, what's happening over the next couple of weeks? Um, I know Spider-Man's next week, or the week you're hearing this, comes out on Friday. Oh, is it really? Oh, okay, sure. I think it comes out on Friday... Let me just check. Okay. Gone cool. in September. Shit, right. Yeah, it's September. <laughs> um, yeah, it's next week. Okay. Next week. Or this, that, or this week, I should say. I think that's the big game. Yes, that'll probably be the big game. Um, so wait, tomorrow's 14th, is 4th, so... Oh, and then the week after is the new Tomb Raider game. Yeah. Actually, is the other the other big thing. So you'll probably do one and I'll do the other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to pick up that Tomb Raider. I like those games. I'll probably pick up Spider-Man. Um... Anything else that's coming? I think that's kind of it. Like, kind of plowing away at that. I'll I'll yeah. talk very briefly about Forsaken when it next time we get together. Sure. That's about it. Um, cool. A um, little bit of housekeeping. By the time you hear this, unless something catastrophic has happened, the new website is up and running. Yeah. If you are listening to this on the site, the congratulations, iTunes... you made it. Yeah, well congratulations. Done. Hey, it looks lovely. Welcome. And um, the iTunes. And RSS feeds should be working. If not, give it a couple of days and it should all autocorrect itself. I've made sure that is all set up. iTunes is a little bit temperamental about that stuff, but it should all be good. Um, the site's basically out. There might be some issues that I'm still working on cross-browser, but everything is at least usable. Yeah. Yeah, everything's there. So hopefully it all, it all holds up. Um... Cool. So we will be back in two weeks. Enjoy whatever. Oh yeah. So yeah, gameengine.com is is the website. All the stuff's going to be there. I have now. now I'm not building a website. I have a bunch of stuff that I want to go do. Um, There's a couple of people that I want to actually go talk to to see if I can get them to to talk on the site that do really really interesting stuff. Sure. Um, We've got some videos this week. Obviously, that we've talked about X Punks. Probably something with uh, Graveyard Keeper. I kind of want to see some Monster Hunter, but we'll see if that goes in terms yeah, of performance on your machine. Yeah, how that works. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. GameInstart.com is the website where you can find all of our stuff, articles, videos, and podcasts are all up there. Um, we are on YouTube. If you search YouTube, YouTube.com slash GameInstart, you can subscribe there. Get notified when we put new videos up. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter. If you search GameInstart, you'll find us on there. Podcast at GameInstart.com is the email address. And that's us. Enjoy whatever you're playing. We will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye.